It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 98. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And it's good to see you two again back here uh, the following week. Yep. Yeah, sure. No, really, okay. I mean it. Seriously. Huh, that's good to know. Yes, but Mako-chan still doesn't believe me. I missed you too. <laughs> Just like the episode of Married with Children, you miss me, Al, but every bullet so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Um, it was all right. I really haven't done much. Just like a typical cat. Yeah, um, basically just getting crap ready for uh, next weekend. And what is next weekend? I don't think the fans know. Next weekend is my 30th birthday party. Happy birthday, Grandma! Yeah, well, you can wish me that next week. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Team 3-0, you old fart. Yeah, well, you're only as old as you act, so I'll never grow up. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Oh, God. <laughs> Why can't this thing take this? What are you talking about? Sorry, I'm, I just got a uh, 12-month thing for Xbox Live, and for some reason it is not being redeemed on the website. Try using it on your uh, yeah, Xbox. on the console. Yeah, except the console's in my room, and I'm not... <laughs> Well, oh. we'll have to try that later. And if it doesn't work, just call Microsoft. They'll validate, and if they have to, they'll issue you a new passcode. Yeah, well, whatevs. You got it off of Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah it's a good thing you said that, because a friend of mine posted earlier in the, like on Sunday that her live was about to expire, so she was going to schlep down to GameStop sometime this week so she may not have her live back on i was like no 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 no. go to amazon buy it from them it's twenty dollars cheaper well during i think it was last week or this week um best buy had something up for 25 bucks but amazon has the 12 month on sale or did for 35 bucks so they it, they still do. It, it was this week that I checked. It's, I believe it's 35 if you order it, if you order the card and have it mailed to you, or 39 for a digital code. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but I can wait the two days. Shipped on Monday. I got it today. It's Tuesday. Hey, even nice. better. Because there's probably an Amazon warehouse somewhere in Jersey, so... I think they're building Probably. a new one, too. Mm. So, um, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, usual work stuff. Nothing mm. too special, I'm afraid. No real stories of working out there in the fields? That's uh, nothing very exciting. Uh, 
Oh, I did see on Facebook that uh, Kevin Smith is probably going to be on a, on a future episode of Epic Meal Time. Oh, yeah, I yep, saw there's that. A picture. That's going to be awesome. Him and the entire crew minus Muscles' it. glasses. Say what? Him and the entire crew minus Muscles' glasses. Ah, okay. That's this was, and this was recently after seeing a picture with the caption, Meanwhile in America, and it's a guy on a bike with an enormous fat chick on the back, and the part where the back tire meets the little tail in the motorcycle is letting out a stream of sparks. <laughs> so you got to wonder what I look at on my Facebook feed. Wow. Um, for me, uh, let's see. Back in school, um, I was able to uh, drop the speech class because I took a similar course when I was in college prior. It wasn't exactly what it was, but as long as the descriptions match, I can get the transfer credit. So I did. So oh, that's that, good. Yeah, so that means I have to take another class. So I went and took desktop fundamentals, and I missed the first class because by the time they gave it to me, the class was already over. Whoops. And today, when I was in my um, Linux class, we were switching classrooms, and the classroom we were switching was that teacher. I explained to him what happened, and he's like, ah, don't worry about it. Then again, I already read the first three chapters, so at least I know what the hell's going on when I get there. You're going to be like Amy and be like, oh, I'm only three chapters ahead of the entire class? Maybe, but we got to remember, when it comes to computers and technology, if the book is good reading, I'll sit there and read the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> Shit, I found myself lately at night instead of, like... I'm tired, but I don't want to go to bed, so I just grab my, my uh, tablet. I'll just sit there and start reading the PDF for about an hour, and I'll start streaming music from my computer and just go to bed. If that works. Well, yeah. yeah. It's pretty pretty cool. I end up putting Spotify back on my tablet so I have something to listen to, because so. Pandora gets too damn repetitive. Uh. Oh, and Spotify. And speaking of music, somebody's birthday gift just showed up at my house like a few days ago. Music? What? Yeah. I popped it open. It looks like a, um, a new car stereo. Ah, uh, yeah. And, and, and a harness for it. What the fuck am I going to do with this? I think I'll send it back. Better not. <laughs> he got me a new car stereo. For my birthday. Oh. That's cool. And it was, it was a pretty sweet deal. I mean, I was reading around, you know, the re- the reviews on it. There was this one issue that everyone's talking about. But then again, that one issue was from, like, reviews from weeks and months ago. So, not I'm guessing things. they got it patched by now. Yeah, they were saying every time you, you turned on, the volume would, would drop down to 14. So... This is the way I look at it. If you're getting in your car, the last thing you need is when you turn the radio on for it to start blasting and blowing your eardrums out. Mm-hmm. Why? That's what normally happens because I normally put it up so high. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably why you got damaged speakers, huh? Probably. And I've been looking at the if you. I've been looking at prices on Amazon. They're pretty fucking cheap. Yeah, well, I can deal with that later. Mm-hmm. 
And I was also, yeah, so I got the harness for it to put it in. I actually looked at it, popped it open, read online documentations, and I come to the conclusion of, nah, I'm not installing this sh this fucker. Hell no. <laughs> I refuse. But um, Yeah, well, I have to try and uh, fix my MP3 player now. Why? To be able to play music. Use your phone. I can do that, but it's doesn't have great battery. Um, and I know, I know, I have a charger. I no, can no, plug no, it no, in. No, blah 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 blah. No, 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 no. Your the car stereo has AUX and USB. Really? Charge and play, motherfucker. Woo! Now I have to put music on my phone. <laughs> Damn it. Well, wait, how big is your MP3 play? Like 30 gig? Uh, 32 gigs, but for some reason, um, it, mm -hmm. the, the, they don't make it anymore. Mm -hmm. And all of the drives and everything for the computer to be able to use it, mm -hmm. for some reason, don't work on my computer. Well, bring it this weekend. I can pull all the music off and... Um... We'll oh well, I have all the all I have all the music oh. on my hard drive. Well, then you just you know it's a thirty-two gig player. You know it's really you know it's really sad. You can just go out and buy a thirty-two gig micro SD card for thirty bucks. That's an idea, actually. Yeah, and I mean, I actually bought it. You know what was really funny? I actually bought mine online through Newegg, and I kind of realized if I had gone to um B and H. I would have paid practically the same price. I think the difference would have been like two dollars because it's not online. I'm like, well, fuck, two two extra bucks just to walk three blocks down to pick it up. Sure, why not? Eh. Well, I'll look around, yeah. see what's up. Yeah, but yeah, because now what I'm gonna have to do is with my phone, I gotta get a special. I gotta um install an app so that it can be read as as external storage because. With the newer phone, with the newer Android devices that are running like ice cream sandwich and jelly bean, when you plug it in, it sees it as a device. And I've been when I was looking up on on like on rooting my phone and stuff, people were saying you have to install a mass uh, app, an application that makes it look like show up as a mass drive when you plug it into like car stereos and stuff like that. It's not a big deal. <coughs> So, anywho, now that we've um, veered off the beaten path and went tumbling down the, down the hill. As always. Yep. Anywho, uh, let's see. Anything to recap? Oh, yeah. We got, we got some interesting stuff we can recap real quick. Um, after, um, for those of you who don't know, who did, who did listen to the episode last week after our rant, the blog page was taken down as along with her uh, like page. <laughs> Don't worry, it's been reposted elsewhere. Yes, somebody archived that shit. But this just goes to show you this is why you have to have some type of tact online when you're blogging. There are people out there who will just write whatever and will defend themselves and not give a shit. But then you got those who will do that can't take the heat and just bounce 
I always believe when you're writing something online, have a little tact behind it. That way, if you're saying something that's going to piss somebody off with a little bit of tact, the flame coming back to you won't be so bad. Of course, she had really thin skin, too, so that probably didn't help. Fat as she was, color me shocked. And I still think it's a man. Huh. Oh, dear God, please tell me this isn't right. What? Um, the pictures of the animation for the new Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, it's just a CG, um, like, movie-type thing. It's mm -hmm. not really a new series. Yeah. But I'm really hoping that is not the actual art. I'm kind of hoping not either. It's like they've grown up. But still, uh, I'm I'm not feeling it really. No, it's too. It's not. It's not cartoony enough. Looks like papercraft, kind of. Yeah, more than that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that's not it. No, uh, I, only thing I see different is that besides the animation, the animation style, they had the the shoes match their outfits. That's the only difference that I see. And um, let's see what else. Oh yeah, we also have permission to use um OLR's rant music. Nice. Yeah, cause, yeah, cause I called, you know, cause I got pissed cause I was reading the Daily News and there were a couple who wrote in letters about how video games cause violence and I just foamed at the mouth. And then we kind of joined forces about that about the about the uh, TARDIS cosplay, which we will get into later. Uh, see what else we have here oh yeah don't forget um we are on tuesdays 9 30 p.m encore is at thursday 1 30 p.m eastern standard time and we need to shake up some life over in our, in our official forums i think i've seen a few tumbleweeds roll by yeah i haven't even gone on the forums in a while yeah and i yeah and i think right after 100 once once march rolls around I do believe we're going to start do, uh, joining into the um the into the point system. So I think we should be able to do that. So let's see. If that's all there is, we'll take a break. When we get back, we're going to get the ball rolling. Works for me. All right. Be back.
If you enjoy independent podcasts and would like to support them, check out some of our independent podcasting friends. Check out Orange Lounge Radio at orangeloungeradio.com where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and gamer lifestyle with Sky, Doc Soccer, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on vognetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Video games and gamer talk at bobbyblackwolf.com. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Exifer weekly at hordehouse.com. If you want more of a female perspective of what we do here on Anime Jam Session, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious at electricsisterhood.com with new shows every week. If you prefer geek, pop culture, and sci-fi, check out popculture.net and the Geek Culture Network. And also check out the Brooklyn Otaku, a brand new anime podcast, Friends of Ours. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. Tonight's episode, we're going to be doing things a little bit different as we do from time to time. Um, we've got three articles we're going to talk about, a quick cosplay topic, and we have an interview with Jamie McGonagall that we got from KatoriCon. We're going to drop that on there for this episode. So let's pull out our topics, and who would like to start things off? Anyone? Um, I guess I'll cover the first one. Okay, go for it. Uh, seven Japanese kids anime that kid that American kids will never ever see. Um, considering what two of these are actually in the U.S., just not um, kids shows. Not, yeah, they're not kids mm-hmm. shows. Uh, the first one we have is Detective Conan. Mm-hmm. Uh. Says, what if Encyclopedia Brown investigated murders? That's the general behind. That's the general behind idea behind. Great editing for this article here. It's uh, Kotaku. What do you expect? I, I know. <laughs> that's the general idea behind the super popular kids anime, which has run for 17 full years with no signs of slowing down. The manga is at like 600 something. I think. I don't even know. Um. After thugs from the mysterious black organization force brilliant teenage detective Shinichi Kudo to drink an experimental chemical, thinking it's poisonous, it has the very unusual side effect of turning him into a 10-year-old. Taking the name Edogawa Conan, um, it's inspired by Arthur Conan Doyle and Edgar Allan Poe, Conan is forced to hide as a kid to prevent the organization from finishing the job. Meanwhile, he ends up solving mystery, mysterious deaths each week, which pop up near him in alarming murder-she-wrote style. And when I say murder, I don't mean bloodless bodies. The first episode involves a guy who gets decapitated while on a rotor, roller coaster. Funimation imported the series to America and aired it on Adult Swim as case closed. But it turns out American teens aren't interested in watching a kid solve murders, and American kids aren't allowed to. Mm. Some of the stuff does get really, really gory. I believe it. There is um there are a couple of them cuz I actually I I like Detective Conan. Um and I've read the manga and a lot of the manga is very bloody. Hmm. Uh the next one is Dr. Slump. Okay. I and for uh, those who don't know this is Akira Toriyama's first, pro- one of his early works before he did Dragon Ball. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Akira Toriyama created Dragon Ball Z and made enough money to fill and swim in his own Scrooge McDuck-esque vault, I had to say that, he drew Dr. Slump, a much goofier series about a terrible inventor named Senbei, the cyborg daughter he creates named Aral Chan, and the completely bizarre inhabitants of Penguin Village. These include a pudgy Superman parody who flies by laying down on a skateboard and rolling, aliens with butts on their heads, and uh, talking piles of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Add to that the infamous episode where Aral-chan wants a belly button and Senbei misunderstands which lower body feature she's referring to. And yeah, before you go thinking the worst, Senbei's never seen a vagina, so the episode is hardly X-rated. It's a level of toilet humor and crudeness that Japanese kids find hilarious and American parents would find scandalous. Also, besides the aforementioned Superman, there's a policeman who wears a Stormtrooper helmet from Star Wars, so licensing-wise alone, Dr. Slump isn't going to make an American house call anytime soon. The most you'll ever see of Dr. Slump in America is occasionally in Dragon Ball Z you'll see a reference to to a Dr. Slump character like on some like a on the wall is like a poster or a doll or mm-hmm. something like that. You got to be quick to catch it though. Or um pants ups. That too. All right. Number 3 is Nintama Rontaro. Rontaro is just a kid who wants to be a ninja, and so he's enrolled in ninja school with a bunch of other students. Kids love ninjas, and besides, Naruto is basically the same thing, right? Wrong. <laughs> First off, Naruto is aimed at the tween and young teen male audience in Japan, while Nintama Rontaro is for the four- to eight-year-old crowd, seeing as it primarily stars first-graders, or the ninja equivalent, I guess. Academy well, Naruto, Yes. While Naruto and pals have fight to the death, have to fight to the death after fight to the death, whatever, and end up covered in blood in most episodes, most of Rontaro's ninja missions are much more benign. Of course, that still means they occasionally find bodies with shurikens stuck in their backs or have to traverse minefields. There's not much American censors can do with first grade running through minefields. Elisa was picked up by four kids and they can say, miniature portals to the shadow realm or something equally equally asinine yeah but they can that, screw it up all they want see but things that will not happen because there is no more four kids four kids got nope. eaten up by um konami and saban <laughs> and we're all better off for it yep are you playing the ninja rap yes yes i am go ninja go ninja go <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four is Anpan Man. There's nothing overtly inappropriate about Anpan Man, arguably the most popular young kid's character in Japan. He's just a superhero with an Anpan for a head, a Japanese bread with red bean paste in the middle who helps people. The first problem with bringing Anpan Man to the U.S. is, of course, that no one in America knows what the fucking Anpan is. It's bread! Although maybe you could pretend it's a jelly donut. (laughs) The second problem is that Anpan primarily helps people by tearing off parts of his own head and giving it to them to eat. Given how convinced American parents are that their kids will emulate what they see on TV, this is a bad thing. (laughs) 
But moreover, the problem with Anpan Man is that it's just Japanese. Since Anpan Man pals around with several other Japanese bread-based people such as Curry Pan Man and Melon Pan Man, between trying to figure out how to Americanize everything and the undoubtedly high licensing price, it's super popular, having run for 25 years and more than 1,100 episodes. Holy crap. How many Take episodes? It'll never make, yeah, it'll never make its way to the U.S. Number five, one of my favorites and probably one of yours, Crayon Shin-chan. <laughs> Little kids don't really know enough to be properly ashamed of sex. They grab their junk, ask questions about genitalia, and occasionally run around naked, never thinking that what they're doing might be scandalous. And in fact, in Japan, it's not. It's just funny. Which means one of the most popular little kids shows in Japan features its titular tyke using a marker and his penis to make an elephant face has discussions about penises with his dad, usually during family bath time, and basically stripped down whenever it's most embarrassing for his parents. And Crayon Shin-chan is absolutely one of the most popular cartoons in Japan among kids who love to see their animated contemporary be a brat, but also their parents who laugh knowingly at how hilariously inappropriate children can be. Some of you may remember Shin-chan airing on Adult Swim some years back, and yes, it's the same thing. And Porter Funimation, with no chance of marketing it to the show's actual target audience, went the other way and decided to try and redub it as an adult cartoon just about a small kid. It actually kind of worked. Astens! Astens! <laughs> I, I re- freaking love Shin Chan. I'm sorry. If I remember one of the lines correctly, it says, like, you, in order to be a man, you must have honor. Honor and a penis. Yes. Yes, I remember that scene. That's one of the, you know, I understand how people will get pissy when anime companies take a liberties with the dub. Shinshan is that one exception where you can take as many fucking liberties as you can. It'll still, it'll still work. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the whole thing is, is Shinshan's, even in Japan, isn't exactly what we would think of as kid friendly. Mm. Um, when I was in college, I took a Japanese culture class. And one of the things that the teacher was going on about had a little picture of a, like the little cartoon manga kind of skit thing yeah. that they have in some, I guess some of their magazines. Mm-hmm. And because of what happens with the family, and I don't know if everybody knows what the story is, basically their home, what is it, burns up or explodes. Um, so they all end up in what is essentially a one-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. And they're all sleeping in the same room on the floor. And in this little manga thing, it's basically the two parents trying to get frisky, and Shin-chan wakes up. <laughs> and it's it's as perverted as you would think it is. And this is a direct translation from Japan. Yeah. So, I mean, what they call kids shows and what we call kids shows are just a little bit weird. All right, let me keep going. Mm-hmm. Number six is Oja... Ojiru Maru. Yeah, say that ten times fast. 
Odorumaru is one of those perennial Japanese kids' favorite. Uh, having aired since 1998, there's practically nothing inappropriate about its contents. So what's holding it back? It's Japanese as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a Heian-era prince that's about 9th to 12th century who was transported to modern Japan after accidentally finding a magic power stick stolen by three demons. Now, Odorumaru spends his time learning about modern life with his new friends while foiling the three admittedly adorable demons who keep trying to get the stick back. While you could easily call the demons monsters, there's no way an American kid looks at Ojiramaru's top knot and classic garb without his or her head exploding, or so adults seem to think. Mm. Bonus concern, the creator of Ojiramaru, manga killed herself by jumping off of a 14-story apartment building most most likely because of the stress of her job writing and drawing the comic what so a little tougher to publicize what i don't know i'm just reading this the f- i guess she got she was driven nuts by trying to keep up with the thing i sort of expect the creator of ava to do that but i mean it's possible they the Japanese have an actual word for death by overwork. Mm. They have so many people that either die from being overworked or kill themselves from being overworked that they have an actual word for it. It's not hikikomori, because that's people who just lock lock down and just hide. Well, I just looked it up on, on Wikipedia. Right? Um, yeah, you're right, yeah. Um, on Wikipedia, the series is also known as Prince Makaru. And on two th- 2006, Rin Inumaru committed suicide by jumping off the 14th floor of her apartment. A suicide note was left to her mother indicating she was feeling stressed due to her job. Christ, if I if, if I got stressed out because of my job and decided to kill myself, I would have, like... You would have been doing this so, like, without me for like six years but for, uh, at this point. Mm. I'm sorry, but the whole thing with at least American mentality is when you get stressed at your job, you quit. Or you go to the bar. That too. Well, they go to the bar too. The Japanese what? have no alcohol tolerance whatsoever. No, the Japanese <laughs> go to bar to drink and have a good time. We go to the bar and drink to say, fuck this shit. <laughs> well, that's too, but the Japanese don't have the enzyme to properly break down alcohol, which is why they get drunk off of, like, one thing of beer. Mm. And yet they keep drinking. <laughs> Probably because it tastes good. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. But, number seven. Wait, wait, before we continue. Mm-hmm. The, the series has been dubbed in Spanish, Italian, Arabic, Chinese, Hindi, Tagalog, and Thai. But no English. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Um. Well, according to the Wikipedia, um. Oh yes, because Wiki is so. Uh... It's the closest that we have, and it's, it, the series has been licensed by Inoki Films, but doesn't really count since they had a North American distribution, which is no longer around. So. Can I continue? Yes, yes, you can. All right. I don't know that I'm going to pronounce this right. What is it? Gay, gay, gay? 
Gay-gay-gay no Kitaro? Yeah, gay-gay-gay? Yeah, because it's... Yeah, because the E's are pronounced like an, a long A sound. Primarily. Okay, gay-gay-gay no Kitaro. Was a manga series created by Shigeru Mizuki way back in 1959. The animated version hasn't run nearly as long as most of the other shows on this list, but it's popular enough that it has six individual TV series, one airing every decade. It's about a one-eyed boy named Kitaro who just so happens to be a 150-year-old yukai, or more or less the Japanese term for monster of the supernatural variety. Uh, but Kitaro is good and tries to help the peace between the human world and the often malicious yukai who would torment the living. He's helped by his father, who just so happens to be an anthropomorphic eyeball that lives in Kitaro's left eye socket. You can see why some TV producers might think that'd be, that'd be a bit much for American kids. Bonus, Grave of the Fireflies. Grave of the Fireflies is a movie and doesn't really count for this list. However, it's always worth remembering that this World War II movie about two kids who starved to death during the firebombing of Kobe was originally shown as part of a double feature with my neighbor Totoro. <laughs> Clearly that took care of all the nation's child trauma <laughs> traumatizing needs. Yeah, that right there is kind of screwed up. <laughs> Let's go see Totoro. Okay, what do we got to watch first? Grave of the Fireflies. Okay. Actually, I think they showed Totoro first. Because... <laughs> that That's more fucked up. No, because if you saw fucking Grave of the Fireflies first, then Totoro, you wouldn't be... You'd be too numb to realize what's going on. Oh, you guys. Yeah. I'm going to take my five-year-old to go see Totoro and Fireflies. Let's go. Mako-chan, you would take your five-year-old to do, to, for that. If I had a five-year-old, I might. It doesn't help that even nowadays, you'll, like, you, you still sometimes see Gravity of Fireflies in with the kids section at a, you know, movie the movie sections of some uh, retail outlets. Yeah. Because they think it, because they see it's animated and autom they automatically think it's for little kids. It's a cartoon. It's for little kids. It's yeah. It's advertising as fuck all. I have a collection of cartoons that are definitely not for little kids. It might produce little then, kids, and, but it's not for little kids. And then AMV Hell went and made it even more traumatizing. Yeah, that that's kind of fucked up. If I lay here... Oh, forget the rest of that song. As we, as we were. What's next? Um, was that it? Yeah, that was it. That was it on that one. Okay, all right, hold on. I'm at next article. All right, now this one is kind of interesting. Okay, I, I I think I might have to get some music for this one because let's see, I know I have a couple of their albums on my on my computer here somewhere. Da, 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 da. Let's let's go over here. Uh, Edit it in, come on. Done. I got it. Here we go. AKB48 Idol, Tom Tomomi Kasai's photo book canceled. 
Kodansha's editors apologized for canceling despite plans to remove inappropriate photo. The official website for Kodansha's Young Magazine announced on Thursday that AKB's 48 idol Tomomi Kasai's photo collection has been canceled. The magazine's editors apologized for the cancellation of the people's orders and thanked them for their understanding. According to Yamori Shimbun paper, the possibility of a different photo collection for Kasai is being explored. As recently as Monday, the magazine was advertising her first uh, photo book with the early February release date. Then it got delayed because of a, of a revision to remove an appropriate photo of her. Unfortunately, we will not see said photo because book's not being published. Uh, Asahi, also, it's an audio format where we have it right here. Eh, we can always tell people where to find it, but I'm too lazy to do that. Asahi Senke and other news organizations reported on Friday that Kodansha is under investigation by the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department for possible child pornography charges due to the book and promotion in Young Magazine. <laughs> wow. Masaki Hiruma, a media commentator with experience in editing weekly magazines, projected that the incident will cost Kodansha more than 300 million yen, which breaks down to about 3.4 million U.S. dollars. Um, just revisiting and reprinting the magazine alone. Hiroma's estimate does not include the cost of canceling the photo book entirely. Now, I've seen my fair share of like these photo books and collections. For those that can't see the picture, explain what the picture is. The picture is not posted. Yes, it is. I'm looking at it right now. What? Where it says inappropriate photo. Click photo. Oh, and okay. then click on the uh, I disclaimer didn't, image. I, did, I didn't even do it because I thought it was a link to, a, to another article. No, it is a link to another article, but it's the show the photo. Now, first off, I'm kind of surprised her boobs are that big. And secondly, <laughs> the, the, that, that, the Janet Jackson on the cover of Vibe magazine. Yeah, except that the guy behind Janet wasn't a what looks to be like a four-year-old little boy. Yeah. That's yeah. where they're getting the whole child pornography mm-hmm. thing. Not not that she's naked or that she's underage, but there's a what looks to be a four-year-old four little boy basically covering her nipples. He looks like the Asian, he looks like the Japanese equivalent of Chunk from Goonies. Mm. But I'm just saying. I actually see a Japanese version of Hilly Joe Osman. Okay, there that you go. There you go. That too. But whose idea w- was for this picture? I don't know. And look at her like smirk in the picture. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> it's like she has that smirk of I'm pimp, motherfucker. Like, yeah, what did you do today? Exactly. I just gave this kid the most, the most awesome memory of his entire life. Mm-hmm. But if he, but if he's anything, well, yeah, 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 I got nothing on that. I mean, the whole collection is very adult, and I mean, I understand that's what a lot of photo collections are, mm-hmm. but to go that, like, to go, my, most of these it says in here were lingerie, bathing suits, and other situations such as cooking, playing with a pet. Where does the child ho- holding her naked tits come in? I don't know. I really I mean, I, I don't know. get that. 
it's got to be some kind of artistic expression that we're not apparently quote unquote getting. I'm just throwing out the ideas out there just like you guys are. I mean, I, I've done my fair share of photography and I, I would, unless, even if I knew the girl for like years, I would never suggest a, a, something like that. Well, yeah, the, I would never suggest it with a four-year-old boy. Well, yeah. <laughs> he also looked like a young version of the dude that plays Gokai Green and Gokaiju. Oh, dear God. Can we get off of what this little four-year-old boy looks like, please? You said get off. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> he looks like a young Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Let's not go there. Who was voiced by Haley Jones? <laughs> oh, God, you guys are terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> T-R-B-L, terrible. You're welcome. you guys am going home mm-hmm. and I do right, believe well, it's the uh, please take the last one for the love of God I do believe this is a storytelling article right mm, or something a, or at least related to it yeah it's a list uh, the element of surprise in fiction is one of the most thrilling. It's an uppercut that sinks deep into the audience's gut. Neglected story details suddenly make sense, and if the narrative is any good, they'll have, they'll have, they'll leave feeling shocked, as shocked as a protagonist. The following eight entries represent betrayals that shock the audience, either in the death or its of its per- perfidy or how well it's sprung. It's too brute. Are you echoing? No, no, but you, you are. are. What, what the, the hell? Everybody's echoing. Coming to you live from an abandoned mine shaft. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad, and you should feel bad. I know. Echo, echo, echo. Stop that now, please. Aw, no more echo. Evidently, it was the output of the damn um of the mix amp. So I'm going to use another <laughs> device. And that other device. There it is again. again. God damn it. I I guess I just can't win, huh? Nope. Oh, damn, there was no echo for that. (laughs) Oh, well. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yes. Number eight. Yui and Miyaki from Fushigi Yugi. Best friends Yui and Miyaka. Miyaka, sorry, pronounce it wrong. Just wanted to study for their high school entrance exams. Getting whisked away in the fantasy world certainly wasn't part of their plan. Though, through manipulation by Nakago, Yui comes to blame her best friend for any and all misfortune that befalls her since her entry into the book world. Emotionally traumatized, she looks to revenge by separating Miyaka and her lover Tamahome. It's only after her wishes almost destroy her hometown that she sees the error of her ways. I haven't seen Fushiki Yugi, but... It's one of those on the list of things to see. Mm. And I've heard the argument that about Inuyasha, that is, I liked the better one. It was called Fushigi Yugi. 
Oh, VG Cat. Mm. Monocle? <laughs> now, this one's a lot, I'm a lot more familiar with Spike and Vicious in Cowboy Bebop. The audience has introduced Vicious as an antagonist, so his past betrayal of Spike isn't surprising. It's how far he took it. Both met one another while working for a crime syndicate, but when Spike has an affair with Vicious's lover, Julia, Spike decides to get out and settle down. This is when we learn where Vicious's loyalty really lies. Mm. It's possibly coercing Julia to sleep with him. He gives her he gives her the option of killing Spike. Otherwise, he'll have to kill them both himself. Dick. <laughs> Just terrible. Yeah, those last two episodes were heavy as hell. <clears throat> okay, Sosuke Aizen from Bleach. Sosuke spent a lot of time develop developing an alternate persona that the members of the Soul Society came to know and respect. Merely a facade put in place to draw away attention from his plans, Aizen shocked everyone when he defected to become the acting god king of Hueco Mundo and murders numerous people to keep his plot running smoothly. It's a far cry from the bespectacled bespectacled division captain the audience met initially. Hi, Kyle. <laughs> Hi, Kyle. I freaking face planted over that word. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. Villetta New from Code Geass. After sustaining an injury, Britannian Villetta develops a case in Amnesia and is tended to by rebel Kaname Ogi. The two develop a rapport and eventually a romantic relationship. Villetta's usual sectarian ethics are even overcome by her newfound love. Then her memories return, she finds herself disgusted that she engaged herself with Eleven and shoots him. Okay. Wow. Okay, and I do believe for the next one you you ask for a special request. Yes, because of AM, again, another AM Hell reference, but <clears throat> Gendo Ikari from End of Evangelion. After the death of his wife, the only thing Gendo is married to is his work. Deeply entrenched in the politics of nerve and seal, it comes as a huge shock when he blows off both of the Dude, you're breaking up badly. Dude, where are you? I'm right here. I am not hearing a damn thing you're saying. Just that last one? Mm-mm. That again from the top? Yeah, let's do it from the top. Okay. He disappeared again. Damn what? it! Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it looks like something. Looks like you have a slight internet connection on your issue on your side. I don't know. It was fun until you started playing the music. Well, hold on. All right, take that article from the top. The whole thing? Um, Gendo. Okay. So, Gendo Ikari from Evangelion. After the death of his wife, the only thing Gendo was married to is his work. Deeply entrenched in the politics of nerve and seal, it becomes a huge shock when he blows off both of them in favor of creating the new human race with Rey. Graphing Adam into his hand, Gendo puts the end of the world into motion. Never occurs to him that Ray might decline the invite to be his Eve, leaving him alone in his last moments. 
Well, yeah, I got I got all of that. I think my machine needs a reboot, so I'll do that later. Yeah, I remember remember that scene from uh, Ambi Health Turn Two turning into a meme of getting a uh, Gendo. Ooh, it's Gendo. And that song is <laughs> about the rock by ACDC was playing. <laughs> Fire. I thought that was um. I could have sworn that was Cowboy Bebop when when Spike shot Vicious or something like that. No, it was Cowboy Bebop slash Evangelion. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Which just makes it even more awesome and or dickish. <laughs> Number three, Kyubei from Madoka Magica. Yeah. Adam, you can't play music while he's talking. It breaks him up. <sighs> Damn it. Splice it in later. Mm, probably so. Kyubei might be higher on some viewers' list, but according to the writer, Twist was spoiled before they saw the show. Little mascot proves himself nefarious when he reveals the whole magical girl system is just a ruse to gather energy. It seems like a very common pl- plot point, but whatever. Rewatching this series makes every one of his cutesy moments more disturbing, whether he's rolling around on the ground like a cat or eagerly explaining how all the girls' problems can be solved, they just make that contract. But, you know, I don't really think of this as a swerve per se, because as you're, as you're watching the episode, you kind of see this was going to happen. So. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, you really need to watch it. It will, well, it won't fuck with your head, but you'll be like, well, damn. I've heard good things, but I just, I haven't watched it. Mm. Okay, we have number two. Griffith comes Femto from Berserk. Griffith vision got hit the way that felt it makes me feel like I'm lit, lisping the word Griffin. Hmm. Vision and Lil's men are the glue holding the band of the hog together so it becomes to everyone when he literally tears them apart. Banning his comrades become a demonic god. Griffith sacrifices them all to obtain his new abilities and powers with only guts able to escape intact. The rest of the story hinges on Guts quest for revenge and a solution to castles resulting in stability. And this is another one that was an AMV hell. Oh yeah, I remember that. And the land- I laugh my ass off every time. What, what which AMV hell was it? I don't remember it was exactly. An, it was an I... AMV motion picture. Okay, number three. Oh, no, it was also in zero. Mm. Ooh. I think it's in all of them. I think it's in all of them. It's because of what happens, it's just very popular to uh, make fucked up AMVs with. Yeah. Alright, I'll have to uh, double check that later. But the first one here is Anthe and Utina from Utena. Revolutionary Girl Utina. Utina. Utina, sorry. Yeah, no problem. Doesn't with me. Throughout the series, Anthe plays a victim and uses manipulation of the road of the ride system. She is. Complex characters through evolutionary girl Utena leave plenty of references. Wonders of which devout to brotherly loves and simultaneous disgusts between a friend 
claiming to champion our freedom from betraying our trust. Anthony chooses to do what she does best. Stabbing someone in the back. Hmm. Now that is something else. Anywho, looks like we're having some slight difficult uh, sound check difficulties, but luckily we're coming down to the end, so we're going to take our break. When we get back, we're going to have the interview with with uh, Jamie McGonagall. I know he's going to cover um, a topic on cosplay, but given how far these articles ran, we could save that for next week. Because everyone's always talking about it. So we will be back. Uh, DJ Ron Mess here for Anime Jam Session. We're here at KatoriCon, our first convention of the year. And we have a special guest in, studio, in the uh, press studio <laughs> today. Studio. Um, Famous uh, voice actor, Jimmy McGonagall. Famous. Jamie, it's a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure. <laughs> All right, we're going to go through like the usual uh, rigmarole of questions. Like, how did you get into this industry? Uh, I was actually doing uh, musical theater in New York, yeah. and uh, I was doing a musical in South Jersey, strangely enough, and uh, which is where we are. Um, and I... Uh, there was a, a girl who was in that named Leah who said, you'd be really great at this. And she was a voice actor on Pokemon at the time. Mm -hmm. And she passed my name along to uh, someone at sci-fi.com. And I did my very first uh, any kind of voiceover there uh, on an uh, online flash animation thing called uh, Barbarian Moron. Okay, I think I was heard my very that. first. Yep. It was totally fun. I played Barbarian Moron. And uh, Lisa Ortiz was in that with yeah. me. And she passed my name along to Mike Sinter Nicholas. And, uh, and I started doing a bunch of stuff with Media Blasters and, and uh, so on. Yeah, that's, that's how I got started. All right, that's pretty cool. Um, is there any particular roles that stand out that you had a lot of fun doing? Oh, certainly. Um, I, well, I just finished playing, well, a year ago, probably, probably uh, finished playing uh, Barry in Pokemon, and I had a lot of fun with him. Okay. Um, I love playing Takeo in Magic Users Club, mm -hmm. uh, with Lisa Ortiz, actually. Uh, and that was just such a fun role. Um, I remember that, because I remember seeing you at Anime Next a few years back with that role. And I, oh, yeah. And there was, I think there was a pretty cool Magic Users Club skit that, that year, too, something like that. There was, oh, wait, that was where there was drama. There was all this drama because someone, uh, like, the Magic Users Club skin, and I was a judge, one of the, like, three judges. Oh. And it was the only thing I knew. I didn't really know. It was brand new in anime then. Uh, and so there was all, people were mean. They wrote terrible things about me on the internet. Uh, it, it, it's cosplayers and favoritism. It, it, it was favoritism. It, it, I'm not going to lie. It starts from the finish, and it goes all the way through. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm no stranger to people writing terrible things about you on the internet, so we're okay there. Who are you trying to kid? Yeah. Gonna, I, I've done my fair share of it, too. you so, got to ignore it. Yeah. Move on. Definitely. So, um, besides uh, voice acting and musical theater, what other cool stuff do you like to do? Uh, well, I'm an activist. I work in LGBT rights primarily. Mm -hmm. uh, I work for the New Organizing Institute in Washington, D.C., and we teach people how to organize around the causes they care about most, uh, primarily actually all progressive causes. Uh, so we teach people all the ins and, out of, ins and outs of using analytics and data mm -hmm. and, and uh, how to tell your story effectively so it can change minds and hearts. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's what I've been focusing on mostly the past five years of my life. Okay, what made you go um, towards, the, um, towards that? Well, actually, I was, doing, uh, I was doing these Broadway concerts and events that I was producing and right. directing in New York, and uh, most of them were, actually, they were all for charities. Okay. Um, someone, I, someone from the UN came at one point to one of those events and invited me to take part in the HERO program, 
uh, with the UN in Africa, in South Africa, in Namibia. So I went and spent a summer there helping run that program. Uh, and I came back and I very much, as cliche as it sounds, mm -hmm. uh, saw the world with new eyes. Oh, and, uh, that's and understandable. I, yeah, and I, I, I loved, I, I mean, it was life-changing, absolutely. But I knew that I, I needed to be doing something else. I needed to be doing something that, that really helps other people. And not that the benefits and, and charity concerts didn't help people, um, but it, it, I felt like I needed a new, a, a new direction, and I feel like I'm very much on that path now. Sort of like, you know, instead of, like, kind of telling people how to do things, you kind of want to step a little bit in, not just tell them, show them, and kind of give them that, that Yeah, kind of forward. be that guide, mm -hmm. and... and um, uh, and I, I have always known myself as someone who has no problem taking up, taking a stand, and and you know putting my big mouth wherever it needs to be, and um, basically speaking up when when someone is being oppressed, when someone's when something's right. not right. I've never had a problem saying so, uh, <laughs> and it's got me in trouble sometimes, and sometimes I've been wrong. Um, but I, I feel like everyone has to has to start standing up for the things that they believe in. And, uh, and for people who, who need their friends and, and family to stand up for them. Well, I think that's pretty cool. I feel that more people should kind of push forward like that. So, I mean, is it sort of like how you say, um, like, like some of the results you, you've done from like opening your big mouth, pushing things forward, like anything like, that, like positive attitudes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, minds always change when you're able to uh, to convince someone and, and able to tell your story effectively. Mm -hmm. When you, um, like, for instance, with marriage equality, right. uh, it's something that's changing so quickly, primarily because people are standing up and saying who they are. Um, the, the People say, oh, there weren't this many gay people 20 years ago. I'm like, we were all still there. It's just that you weren't allowed to talk about it. Yeah, I understand. So yeah. now that we're finally talking mm -hmm. about it and speaking up and saying, hey, I'm gay, and, and people are realizing, oh, I have a gay neighbor, I have a gay son, I have a gay cousin, um, uh, people find it a lot harder to walk into the voting booth and say, no, I don't think that person should be allowed to have the same rights as I do. Uh, whereas when it was a total stranger that I didn't know, I couldn't really equate or follow follow that path the same way. So uh, people have no problem voting against something if they have if they have no there's no consequences that right. they can see, uh, and and they have some morality that's attached to it that they don't believe in. But your morality or what you think of your 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 morality is uh, can very easily change when you realize how those thoughts and feelings affect other people. So. Yeah, it's, it's been exciting to see that, that change happening so quickly. And we may be adding up to at least at least three states this year, hopefully, that will allow marriage equality, uh, looking to overturn the Defense of Marriage Act uh, federally. Mm -hmm. um, so when I marry my fiancé in May, um, we, uh, I mean, it won't happen that quickly probably, but um, the Supreme Court may be overturning DOMA because right now right. all 50 states mm -hmm. could legalize marriage equality tomorrow, magically. It won't happen, but... Uh, it's nice to think about. Oh, exactly. They could, they could do that, mm -hmm. but we would still have more than 1,100 rights that uh, that straight couples have, which we don't, that are granted by the federal government. Yeah, I'm really hoping that does get turned over myself, because I feel if you want to get married, hey, do it. If, yeah. if what makes you happy, do it. So right. I don't personally, I don't see what the big, I don't see what the big deal is. Yeah, it's 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 not affecting you, you know. Exactly. <laughs> if you want, if you don't want a gay marriage, don't get gay married. It's like <laughs> it's like I tell some of my friends, look, if I had an issue with it, 
I wouldn't be this far in the cosplay scene and so forth. I'd probably be shunned pretty much. It's really nice, yeah. actually, being uh, the fact that my life has led me in both directions mm-hmm. and that I, I have seen, I've been able to go to so many conventions around the country. And it's it's really lovely to see this community of people, of cosplayers, of, of fans, of otaku, uh, so embracing of, of everyone who's got a difference, everyone mm-hmm. who, you know, people who are challenged in other ways, people uh, who are LGBT, people who, uh, you know, have... I, th- I think there's this common thing that happens among among anime fans, well, yeah, I, I mean, it's, or, or nerds, geeks, whatever, uh, that we we feel like people are put upon, people people are made fun of, mm-hmm. and here there's this great community of people who all kind of understand each other on exactly. the same place, you know. And it's like, you know, when you watch anime, you f- discover maybe this character is gay or bi, and it's like, and when you go to the cons, you see that and you can relate to it, so it's like, okay, no yeah, and, yeah, and even on a bigger bigger level than that, mm-hmm. you have people who, you know, you get made fun of because you go to cons and dress up in costumes. Right. You get made fun of because you're short. You get made fun of because you're overweight. You get made fun of because you're underweight. Uh, we we share that that commonality, which is uh, which I think unifies us, because uh, who doesn't who hasn't been made fun of? Exactly. I mean, but. I think there's a special kind of picking on that happens to to people who are, are uh, people in our community uh, that that causes us to, to come together, and it's it's nice to see. And people are so supportive in this in this environment, and it's it's always been for. I mean, I've been going to these for ten years now, mm-hmm. uh, and it's always really encouraging to see so many great people. Definitely. Um... From, from your various travels, is there like a particular memory that kind of sticks out as something that's like, well, made you really feel like you truly made a difference? Um, from travels? I yeah, mean, like, like experiences from going to cons or non-cons or... Um, it's funny, there's a yeah. guy, uh, there's a guy who, or a kid, I, I feel like, I want to say it was Anime Next, actually, mm-hmm. that first year, uh, came up, asked for an autograph, and it, um, he, I, I can't remember if it was him or someone else, but I, I'm pretty sure it was him. Uh, he came to this convention because he'd heard that I was an out gay anime voice actor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like there was a, a conversation that was had then um, that I knew this. Uh, and flash forward, I moved to D.C. about a year and a half ago, and uh, my fiancé's friend Tom uh, were chit-chatting, and turns out he's like he says you know i met you before what are you talking about and we we have now become old friends okay uh, but he said uh, my mom took me to anime next in you know forever ago and you signed an autograph and i knew you were this out gay anime voice actor and uh, just that connection and knowing and i did have a kid come up to me in anime boston mm-hmm. and and tell me that um or his mom said that that he was he, very distraught over coming out, and he was maybe 13 or 14, right. and he was so excited to know that he can be successful and have a happy life based on what he knew of me, uh, which that that makes an enormous difference, knowing that, you know, there's a kid out there uh, that that sees my story and and says, okay, things are actually going to be okay. You know, like um, on, on last Tuesday, actually, my fiancé and I were in a uh, feature in our profile in USA Today. Cool. 
really cool, totally amazing to open up USA Today. I'm like, that's me. Um, and it, the thought that, you know, this is sitting out in front of a hotel room somewhere and, you know, some 14-year-old kid picks it up and sees it and says, oh, look, those, those guys are getting married. I'm going to be able to do that one day. And to think that when I was that age, that wasn't even a, close to being a possibility. Uh, so knowing that that kind of change is happening and, and that I'm helping it happen is, uh, is so humbling. Well, definitely is. So I am going to assume because why you have your middle name as Equality. Oh, on Facebook, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, I saw it and I was like, I actually legitimately thought that was your real because you know, <laughs> I've seen stuff like that before and I thought, oh, it's for no, well, that's it, it happened, middle name. I'm like, okay. It happened in 2007. People said there was this trend where mm -hmm. people changed their middle name to Hussein uh, because of Barack Obama. Yeah. And it, it, it just in in a show of support. <clears throat> After that, my friend Gavin said, I'm going to change my middle name to Equality mm -hmm. uh, until we have equality for everybody. And now everyone else has fallen away. I mean, there's a few people still out there with it, but I, I've i kept it for whatever reason. And uh, and I I have people walk up to me on the street and like, Jamie Equality McGonagall. I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah. my brother called my mom one day and said, did you, did you see Facebook? And she goes, yeah, why? Jamie changed his middle name. And he thought I'd legitimately change my <laughs> name to Equality. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's just a, a another way of, of showing who I am and what I'm about. So I mean, some people get a tattoo and say, you know, this is what I'm about. Why not put a little face? It's a little less permanent to put it on. Yeah, hey, I like right? that. <laughs> so outside of voice acting and and campaigning for your causes, what kind of fun stuff do you like to do? Oh, there's not much time for fun stuff. <laughs> okay. Right now we're planning a wedding. Okay. Uh, and that's. That's I, I can't say it's fun yet. It, it is. It is. We're, we're having a good time. Um, right now we're in the like the list making gotcha. stage, and that's so dramatic. And you're like, who's gonna come? Who's not gonna come? And we sent out some save the dates the other day, and we sent out far too many. Whoops. Well, thinking that you know, not, not everyone's gonna say yes, right? And at this point, like everyone's saying yes, and we ordered like we we invited like twenty. 25 people, more people than we actually have space for. So we're going to have to work that out. But uh, Looks like it's going to be standing room only. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, luckily, it's it's not that formal an affair. Uh, so, like, we're getting married on a beach in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Oh, that's um, wonderful. So not everywhere. There's only going to be a few chairs, like 60 chairs for people who can sit down. But there'll be there'll be some people standing. Hurry, Mom. No, Mom will have a seat. Don't worry. Um, so that other things for fun. Um, I, I like music. Uh, I sing in the Congressional Chorus in Washington, D.C. We have a big concert coming up in March. Cool. Um, big cabaret concert, and I'm helping direct that as well. Um, what else do I do for fun? Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot that there's time for fun. I love movies. Um, Sean and I stay home a lot, mostly because we're saving for the wedding um, with my dog. Uh, we have the best dog in the world. He's lap dog or he thinks he is, but he's a little too big to be a lap dog. But oh, okay. he rolls himself up into something this big. But he's he's like a sixty pound dog. Like he's <laughs> he's a husky shepherd pit border collie, and he's just he's wonderful and too smart for his own good and our own good. But yeah, that's so uh, we hang out with him. That's a lot of fun. We have a lot of friends in DC. We hang out with them. We go to bars. I'm not a big bar person, really. I prefer to stay home and watch some series. We just watched Scandal. Have you watched the show? No, I haven't. <gasps> it is so good. Um, uh, uh, Carrie Washington is the lead in it, and she's just so brilliant. It's a great show. Scandal. Watch it. Um, I'm trying to think of other fun things. He just started watching Homeland today without me, and I'm a little mad at him. 
I actually thought about getting into that, but I was like, I don't know. It's supposed to be really, yeah. really good, and I'm really mad that he's watching it without me. Have you noticed I'm mad that you're watching it without me? <laughs> <laughs> I think someone needs to bring home Desert Rose. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he'll just have to watch it again. It's okay. And this time, bring a little bit of like a little bit of masking tape. That way, he won't reveal certain scenes. Exactly true. True. You just put it right there on the table as a reminder. <laughs> In case you're thinking of spoiling this. Okay, exactly. Oh yeah. So, anybody, what would you t say to somebody who wants to get into the field of voice acting? Don't. No, I'm t totally kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time. <laughs> um, no, it's it's uh, honestly it's a very difficult industry. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, there's honestly nothing going on in New York anymore. Um, you have to go where the work is. There's still work happening in Dallas. There's work happening in Vancouver. Excuse me. There's work happening in L.A. Um, uh, but not a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. The it's it's sad actually because there's the the um, pirating of yeah. anime. It's uh, with pirating. I'm not saying it's okay for like the music industry or Hollywood by any means, uh, but you don't see it making as big a difference there as it has with anime, which is just such a small industry to begin with. Right. So what happens when you do it with anime, when you download anime illegally, is uh, in Japan, they frequently will create a series based on the fact that they're going to make money when they sell it to the States. Mm. They've stopped making series there because they know they can't make any money when they sell it to the States. Because it's all getting illegally illegally downloaded. Yeah, because I, I know there's a lot of the fans. They, they they tend to be like entitlements. They feel as if well, I already downloaded it. Why should I? Why should I watch it? Why should I buy it? And my thing is, I mean, watch it. You got voice actors doing it. Don't you want to hear your characters doing it? And they're like, no. Da, da. And and buy it because exactly. it's the industry is dying because mm -hmm. of that. I mean that's the industry. It, I, I, I venture to say it's dead. I mean it's there's so little coming over now. Um, I mean the video game industry is still doing okay, but there's as far as actual anime titles. Right. I mean you've seen them dwindle, right? There's. Mm -hmm. uh, I think compare this to like the mid '90s <laughs> when I wow. mean I was paying my rent just with with doing voiceover. And, uh, you know, it stopped, it stopped really happening or not, not mid nineties to like mid two thousands was huge. Mm -hmm. Um, but starting in like 2005, 2006, it really started dwindling because the, the, uh, the ways you could pirate it. Yeah, the got technology so, yeah. just kind of jumped, you know? So unfortunately the industry didn't grow with it and the industry couldn't figure out how to actually still make money off it. Funimation is, is figuring it out and they're doing some good work there as far as, you know, doing like teaser episodes and things like that. Yeah, but yeah, it's like they kind of figure out. You know, this is what we got to do, it. and other companies like and no, the Funimation we're... Channel. Yeah, you know, that helps. Um, and they they're smart. They're very smart people over there, and I've I've done a lot of things for them too. I did from Beck uh, with them. I did um, uh, El Cazador de la Bruja, which was so much fun. Uh, I did One Piece, uh, an episode of One Piece there, but I did One Piece with four kids too. Cool. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, they're, they do great work there and there's great actors and, uh, and they're, they're one of the only studios out there that I know that's really figuring this stuff out and how to, how to work the work within the limitations that are given us by pirating. So. Definitely. From the, from the various voices you've done, is there a particular one that stands out as your favorite or like the easiest you've done? 
Easy, well, easiest and favorite are two very different okay. things. Um, easiest for me is very rarely my favorite. Usually okay. the thing that's the biggest challenge is, is a lot more fun because you put a lot more heart, a lot more work into it. Um, I love, like I said before, I love playing Takeo in Magic Users Club. Um, it was, you know, my first series and it was just fun from beginning to end. Uh, I loved who I was working with. Um, uh, and I love playing Barry in Pokemon because uh, for this, much of the same reasons. It's just a great character. He's awesome. He's energetic. Um, Tom Whelan's directed that and mm. he's, he's just he's one of my very dear friends. Um, and so, yeah, I, I like those. Those are, I think, my top two. All right, that's pretty faves. cool. So, thank you for your time. My Everybody. pleasure. And, and if anyone wants to get some more information on what you do and your causes, where can they find you? All over the internet. Uh, I, if you just Google my name, or uh, you can go to talkaboutequality.com right. uh, is my blog. And I also blog for the Huffington Post and, uh, and lgbtqnation.com. Awesome. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. No problem.
星たちがほらまた焚いてるこの星の人たちみたいにさまざまな光を放ってそんな中で僕も一人は輝いてたいんだ目を閉じて心に誓う流れ星に夢を託して夢の公園夜景が見える滑り台の上昔から僕の特等席悩みがあればここに来るんですあの頃のまま夢の途中で未だ叶えられずにいるんですもしかしてここがもう終点なんて弱音を吐いてしまいそうな日もあるでもその度
było to ucztę do kolonniczka Legale bośni i umyło tak uczte like the interview that we did with Jamie McGonagall and some of the other articles that we did tonight so I think today was a good episode what do you guys think mostly yes yeah, except the part when uh, Mako got a, bit, a song stuck in my head yeah or the, um, or the fact that the um, that the connection decided to fuck up while trying to play background music thank you Skype <laughs> and did you know Microsoft is shutting down live messenger Really? Yes, they're making it pretty much a shutting down live messenger, and everyone's going and putting everybody on Skype. So if you have a if you have a live account, like a messenger account, next time you log into Skype or something like that, it's going to ask you to mer- if you want to merge your accounts. It's going to ask you before it just decides. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do that anyway. Yeah, and also if you use Trillion, you might run into an issue if you if you, ha- if you Skype over Trillion, which I don't. But I was able to go in and fix up my account so no more spamming from it. Yay. 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 Oh, Patty Fly. Yay. Mako Fly. Anyhow. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend. We do this for free through the power of, I would say, free stuff because this is what we do. Um, check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com um, The new site will be rolling out by episode 100 if a certain um, editor-in-chief gets that one section done. I'm bringing my laptop over this weekend so that you can help me and I can work on the article. Oh, absolutely. Wait, how come I gotta help you? Because it's, uh, you're doing. God all right, all right. Let me get my whip in my hand, in my hand, in my handcuffs. I'm gonna work your ass to the bone for this one. Thanks for that image, DJ. Hey, you don't. Hey, you, hey, you never watch Tenchi Muyo? Come on. The scene with Ryoko and Ayaka. Oh, fetish fuel. <laughs> oh God. If you have any issues of um, accessing our uh, our website through the work and you want to check out the podcast, you can find us on podcast.net, podcast.com, Podcast Alley, Yahoo Podcasts, Xbox Music, and iTunes. Um, if you give us a five-star review on any of those sites, we'll gladly read it all for you. What can we say? We're, we're attention whores. <laughs> check us out on youtube.com slash anime jam session TV. I hope to have the next batch of convention videos up. I I actually jumped ahead to get anime next videos up. So how long that took me to do? Um, yeah. I think the next ones up should be Castle Point and Zenkai Con. 
So hopefully those will be up shortly. I do have a day off from classes, so maybe I can kind of jumpstart on that. Check out our personal YouTube page. You can find me at youtube.com slash S. You can find uh, Sailor Flair at youtube.com slash Sailor Flair. Ari is at Ari22682. And Mako-chan is at uh, Jupe Check us out on twitter.com uh, slash anime jam session. Anything regarding the cons, conventions, where we're going to be, and stuff like cool stuff, and updates about our site, you can definitely find us there. If you want to follow our personal uh, Twitter pages, you have been warned. You can find <laughs> You can find me at twitter.com slash S. Sailor Flair is Make It Epic. Ari's at The Ari Man. And Mako-chan is at Joe Videa. And I just thought of something really funny. I, met, I meant to mention it earlier, but um, when you were talking about Anpanman. Yeah. And you said Curry Bread Man. I started thinking of Curry Man from TNA. He's hot. He's spicy. He tastes great. <laughs> what? I heard... <laughs> Christopher Daniels is not Curry Man mm. anymore. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about something that's like what three years ago. Yeah. They even got rid of Feast or Fired. I don't watch TNA because it's just gotten too fucking stupid. Well, uh, mm, that's the point of watching TNA for the comedic aspect of it say so. Oh, yeah. And check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash anime jam session. We are over 1,100 fans. 1,100 likes. That is awesome. So, thank you, everyone. Thanks for supporting us, and we're going to keep at it until, I guess, somebody drops dead. Then we'll just roll them over and find somebody new. (laughs) Nice. Hey, it's a positive thing. Yeah, I love that Um, check out my personal fan page at facebook.com slash djronmas and you can find um, Mako-chan at um, facebook.com slash Makoto Mako-chan Kino and don't forget to check us out on the VOG network Tuesdays 9.30pm Eastern Standard Time Thursdays 1.30pm Eastern Standard Time for the Encore presentation if you're into uh, other geekery stuff besides anime and cosplay, you can check out uh, Wow Wednesdays, World of Warcraft at uh, Girls Gone Wow and Horde House Wednesdays. I believe Critical Myth is on Mondays, along with uh, Brad from Pot Culture, um, PotCulture.net. Check those guys out. And if you're looking for something really out of this world, really crazy in pop culture, check out Understation Live Saturdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget to check out our flagship shows on the VOD Network. The Bobby Blackwolf Show, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, followed by Orange Lounge Radio, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. I do believe OLR is probably one of the longest-running uh, shows out there. So I believe that's it. And looking at the calendar, yep, we will be doing an episode next week. Sure, why not? So, <laughs> Ari, last yeah, words? Yeah, sure, whatever. So, Ari, last words? My birthday's at the end of this month. Yay. Okay, uh, Mako-chan, any last words? My birthday's next week, so fuck you. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Is it a a birthday off or something like that? So... What am I going to do with you two? 
He'll try something, I'm yeah. guessing. <laughs> I'm done. Let's get out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. And we will see you next week. Same anime time, same anime channel. Alright, see you then. Bye. Peace out, everyone. Say goodnight, Mako. Goodnight, Mako. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time... The views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.